What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Change the F Up. Of course, as always, we are, you know what, I'm just going to wait until the end. Of course, I am your host, Nate the Effing Great, joined here by my lovely co-host, the one, the only, Victory Bell, who has had quite a week that, oh my gosh, I mean, you've had the... Uh, Magic of the Gathering open, de- uh, events this past weekend, and then you were also uh, dressed up as a member of KISS this past week. Quite okay. a bit, an eventful week for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting back into it. It was a slow December and beginning of January, but uh, we're already, we're getting the ball rolling and I'm starting to dress up in no wacky things, new wacky things for, for 2017. 2017. 2017. Some people are not yet quite to the 2017 transition, but they'll get to it by the time December comes around. Then it's like, oh, wait, it's almost the end of the year. Now we got to get to 2018. It's like, yeah, that kind of sucks for you. But uh, I guess I can make this small bit of an announcement. I've actually been invited by Mr. Dedgar Winter to actually participate in the Deadgar's Dark Coffin Classic, so I am proud to announce that I will be a part of one of their episodes this summer, so guys, stay tuned to that. I'm guaranteeing you that it's going to be an awesome appearance. Probably not as awesome as, you know, when you came on as Maleficent, but maybe. We'll see. That's cool, though. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually commented because she he had that, like, massive post that said, you know, you know, uh, Maybe we'll have you on the show, and then there's everybody tagged, and I just said, well, I'm just waiting for my invite, and he just said, well, I just gave it to you, so, <laughs> in the most <laughs> indirect way possible, but still. <laughs> nice, good, that, that, hey, that works. So, <laughs> so this week, you guys, we are talking again about Disney. Uh, we're going to start off by talking about each giving two movies that we would like to see Disney do. Uh, possibly as a future production or something that they could do now. And then afterwards, we're going to actually go through a list of movies that they actually have planned out to make either a live-action movie, and we'll kind of give our thoughts about it. Uh, We'll call it a segment called Thumbs Up or Thumbs Down. If we like it, we give it a thumbs up. If we don't, then thumbs down. But we'll get into that in just a bit. So for right now, let's kick off with some ideas that I think Disney would like. And Hollywood, please pay attention. Send us money. (laughs) So, I think I want to kind of start off with this one, because this is one that's been kind of itching at me for so long, and I really hate the fact that it ended on such a sour note, and I really want to start by them having a a Disney Channel original series be turned into a movie, and the series I'm talking about is Phil of the Future, and for those of you that don't know, basically, well, let me see if I can sing basically a... uh, a, a bit of the song. It was like, uh, how did it go? Uh, Meet a boy named Phil and his family on vacation from the 22nd century. Basically like that. It's was a really cool series. I loved it. It's just about this futuristic family coming to the present time, dealing with everything, you know, present day. So they had to learn how to like clean dishes, had to learn how to cl- cook and everything like that. It's really cool. 
uh, while the father was actually working on fixing the time machine. And even some of the stuff from the future they brought to the present. So there were like certain diseases that they had where they had, uh, what was it? Like this kind of green skin deal where any uh, characteristics that they didn't have, they would actually uh, basically trade. Like the little sister, she was always mean and she would just turn into like this, you know, daddy's little girl. Uh, Phil was always the nice guy and then he turned into a bit of a jerk. Uh, It was really one of those things that I thought was really cool. And they even had a caveman in there, which really kind of caught me. But how the series ended was just so... It was so abrupt, and it just came out of nowhere, where they had the family basically going back, and by that time, Phil and, uh, I'm trying to remember her name, I think it was, uh, I think it was either Allie or AJ Mashaka played the character of Keely. Yeah, AJ, thank you. Allie, Allie, Allie. Yeah, it was, um, she basically, they basically got, they basically became a couple, and it kind of ended off like that, but then they decided to go back because they forgot the caveman. And I'm thinking, that's kind of a weird way to end it. I think they need to do something. I'm pretty sure that they could do something uh, nowadays where they could have, you know, the fact that they decided to stick around just for a little while. Maybe they realize that their time in the present is now making havoc for, you know, things in the future. Like, you know, this person was supposed to do this create like one of those rippling time effects like in Back to the Future where it's one of those things where they have to make that tough decision. Do they go back or do they stay where they are? I think that would actually be really cool to do. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you think? For Phil the Future? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I was a, a fan of the show, but Again, like I said, I wasn't, like, super-duper into the Disney original series and stuff. But, you know, I liked Even Stevens, Boy Meets Girl, or, yeah, Boy Meets yeah. World Girl. <laughs> um, Boy Meets Girl. I liked all those, all the all the real character ones. And I thought Phil the Future was a really cute one, especially with the little kind of goofy romance of Phil and and the Alley Girl. I don't know her real name. <laughs> I, it was, uh, Keely was the character name. Okay, okay, there we go. Um, but yeah, I don't know if they could bring it back, though. I, I can't, I can't see that happening. Because, I mean, the, the characters, which was the weirdest thing, I, I always see this now in movies, or in series that I watch, is how, how old the stars actually are. Like, I know Phil was, like, 30 when he was playing, like, a, like a, a, yeah, like a 16-year-old. Jeez. Um, so he's definitely kind of, I feel like they're all a little old. But I guess if they rebooted it, like, how, how did you want, like, a totally new cast, or? I think I would still keep, like, the same cast, and like I said, it would just basically, um, it, it'd be like a continuation, like, you know, they decided to stick around, maybe they fast forward a bit to where, you know, Keely and Phil, they went to college, and they're just about to, you know, uh, Phil's just about to, you know, propose to her, but then that's when the chaos all ensues, uh, maybe Pim is, like, uh, Finally, like, in a leadership role, but not, a, like, a dictator for, you know, like she always wanted, but she's one of those leaders who's actually content with everything. Maybe the parents are doing something more with their lives, stuff like that. And I can understand that problem. Uh, maybe they could try to, I don't know, maybe try to reboot, reboot it, like you suggested, into a new series. Maybe they can have, like, a new cast where uh, maybe Keeley and... 
Phil have already gotten married and they had like a kid and he wants to kind of go to the future and see how things go from there. Uh, it would be kind of interesting to see that. I don't know. It's just one of those things where I thought it just ended on such a sour note and I think that he needs to have a better send-off than what they did with the last episode. Yeah, I mean, at least they did semi-end it, though. Because a lot of series, I feel like they don't complete it. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess we just... Like, I guess this happens more kind of in anime than anywhere else for me, just just because, like, the series just abruptly ends, or, or it's like a cliffhanger, and it's like, oh, season two is not ever coming. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, almost, I mean, one great example that's finally coming to us is Attack on Titan season two. Because Attack on Titan's now been out for at least, I think, two or maybe three years in Japan, and they're like, this year they're making season two. And it ended on such a crazy note. Like, you're like, this, I mean, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but like this crazy, huge, badass Titan is attacking everyone. And it was a, you know, a very big twist in the story. And you're like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> this person is a Titan, what? And she's killing everybody. And then they catch her. And then you're like, Oh, okay, we're waiting for season two. Oh, oh no, there is no season two. So what, are, what happens to her? And I get they want you to, like, read the manga and stuff like that and read read other things, which it makes me do. I do have to read because I need to find out. But um, I'm glad there's season twos are coming. But, I, I mean, did you feel like Phil the Future really, like, abruptly ended? Or I feel like, you know, they went back to the future. Well, it was just kind of how, like, it kind of ended, where they seemingly forgot about uh, the K-Man, Curtis, and they were just going back, and then Curtis was in the house, and he's just wondering where the family is, and that's kind of how it ended. It's like, well, do they get Curtis back, or what goes on? So that was kind of where my thought process was, because it definitely felt like one of those cliffhangers that just really needed to at least be addressed or something like that, and plus... Like we mentioned before, a lot of the characters there were so memorable. I thought that Curtis, the caveman, was, honest to God, one of my favorite characters. Especially, there was one episode where he took Pim to, like, this, uh, uh, what was it? It was a a movie, uh, Creepy Crawlies, which was, like, a spider movie or something like that. But, uh, it was just funny. Everybody's freaking out, and Curtis is just sitting there eating popcorn, and he's just hoping for rocks, because he wanted to see the movie uh, Rocky Ridge, which I guess was about, like, uh, rock formations and stuff like that, and and uh, Pim says, "There's a lot of creepy crawlies. There's probably at least a rock or two in the movie." And during the movie, he's just eating popcorn, like, huh, "No rock, not even pebble." I'm just like, <laughs> "Wow, this guy's awesome." Because <laughs> the actor, that actor, I forget what his name is, but he is hilarious. I've seen him in a, quite a few things after of the future and the funny thing is I'm always like oh that's the guy from Phil of the Future like, <laughs> I think he's been in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something like that I think he was probably yeah. in, I think he was in one episode yeah I think you're yeah, right yeah like as one of those like advisor secretary guys who gets you know pooped on for the most part like <laughs> <laughs> what happened oh my gosh <laughs> holy cow he's still alive <laughs> like oh but um yeah, no, I could see that. I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting money behind this idea just because, as I said, my personal choices. I think the cast is a little old. 
see wanting to reboot something like that. That was a good idea for, like, Disney. They did a good series for that. At least with Disney reboots, they're good, unlike certain other ones. But we'll get into that conversation later, later on, or probably later in the year. But uh, enough about my first movie. What movie do you have in mind that you'd like to see Disney do? My movie is kind of more like concepts that I haven't really... Like, this is like rough draft number one. Okay. I would not step in front of like a board of... uh, you know, people who want to fund my pilot and, like, be, like, ready, because I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think of, you know, what movies really resonated with me, at, like, when I was young, and kind of what now I still like, and what's lasted over the time, and one constant theme, you know, is the princess movies, and we, we all know, like, oh, the princess movies, do they need more princesses? We don't know. But they seem to last, and they seem to really do good for Disney. So I was trying to think of a princess they haven't done, and one idea or kind of, you know, realm they haven't really touched is, like, the King Arthur realm. And I, I know some of their, their competitors have kind of done this. You know, like Quest for Camelot was a great movie, loved it. Wasn't a Disney movie. Um, but if they could do something maybe with Guinevere, which is, you know, the, the princess of Queen... Uh, of, or, yeah, Guinevere is the princess that is, like, the most beautiful princess in the land and everything, and she needs to be saved or she needs to, you know, the... She's stuck in this lake or whatnot, but we, you know, they can always flip it. That's what Disney likes to do now is they don't like to have the princess be this, like, helpless person. But, um, what I was thinking with that, you could also play off of, I'm going to go back into an anime series, which is Fate Stay Night or Fate Zero. Have you ever heard of that? Fate Zero. I don't think that, no, I haven't heard that of that one. It's really cool. This anime series is one of the best animations that I've seen, um, and it's just like a fighting anime. They're like all trying to fight for this, you know, the, this goblet or some sort of people who are real fans of the show are going to be like, have you ever watched this? I have. But they're, they're trying to all be like this sorcerer, the best sorcerer in the land. And there's usually seven people that fight and they get these like familiars, which are old pastime, like crazy historian, like, bad badasses so like alexander the great is one king arthur is one and like uh different lancelot's one there's a bunch of different old history fighters that really make a big scene and they're they're really they're badass like gilgadesh is one too um and the king arthur in that series is actually a woman so king arthur like hid the fact that he was actually a woman, so I thought it would kind of be interesting, a different take on that, is have King Arthur be a, a girl, and I know they did the Sword of the Stone, but I think if they rebooted that and kind of made, you know, it more the, the new animation style and possibly make King Arthur a girl who has to hide the fact that she's a girl and she's a badass swords person who has mystical powers, bring Merlin back into it, throw some dragons in there. Um, I would love to see more dragons in Disney. I know we, we, we know I love dragons, but <laughs> like, I feel like the story of Brave, if you remember that one with the red curly haired girl, yeah, 
it came close to being something in the Knights realm, but I mean, it was of course our, our Scotland and everything, and they they didn't really show any dragons or any cool parts of that you know time period. Is kind of you want these dragons, you want these crazy beasts and stuff to come up and. I mean, Pete's Dragon in Disney was really good. I don't know if you've seen the the reboot of that. I recently seen Pete's Dragon, and if, even if they did a real life version of stuff, like hey, cast real actors, see what we can do with that. You know, Disney doesn't do bad with real life and CGI mix either. So something of, around those lines. It's very rough, but it's just a realm that I think Disney can play with, and they kind of like you know, not stealing, I don't want to say stealing, but going off of popular tides that, like, little instances that already have their own popularity, and King Arthur definitely has its own following. So if they did a new animated fun adventure with that, I think it would be really successful. What do you think? Well, unlike you with my idea, I think I would actually put money behind this idea. I do agree that... I think that the medieval times are just so action-packed, and they're so full of just... It not, nothing can you know beat the imagination when it comes to what comes to the back back then. And I think you know the idea of having you know maybe King Arthur play a woman would actually be very interesting, to say the least. Uh, wouldn't go as far as saying it's almost like a Mulan reference, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, well, this person's royalty, this person is, you know... High power, and you know this character for so long, just to have that shock of, you know, of you know, we thought that this was a boy. Nope, it's a girl. It's like that—that right. that just could really crazy. go crazy. Um, I, I will I will comment a little bit about the Peach Dra- Dragon deal, and I'll mention this a little more further when we do the uh, talk about the planned live action deals. There's some movies that I think are just so good that the. Uh, live action remake are unnecessary, and I thought Pete's Dragon was probably one of them because, in all honesty, the cast there was just great, and uh, Mickey Rooney was just phenomenal. The songs in there were just fun, everything just great. Uh, so it was, it's kind of one of those things where it's almost like Jungle Book, where it's like I'll I'll watch it, but I don't know if I'll you know full on enjoy it because it's one of those things where it's like oh this could be better than. You know, basically what my childhood memories were, and sad enough, Jungle Book did actually you know break that barrier, and I think there are a lot of other ones, and I'm also worried about Beauty and the Beast that's coming up, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, I think they're going to do a pretty damn good job with that. Uh, but yeah, as far as your idea goes, I definitely would get behind it. I think it'd be a very interesting ideal, and that actually is a smooth uh, transition to. to uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to the other movie idea that I had, uh, playing off of basically still keeping it within the medieval times, but going with a little bit more of a darker movie, which I think Disney has done a pretty good job of still keeping the kids' attentions with, but also not spooking them out too much. But I think this would be one that I think that would kind of scare the kids a bit. If they make this into a live-action movie, would probably scar most of them, because even as an animation, it's, it's freaky. I'm talking about the Black Cauldron, which was honestly the darkest that I've ever seen Disney go, but it was still very good. The storyline was great. The characters were fu- were either fun to you know follow or they just were really I guess you could say relatable. Like uh Tyron, the main the male, he uh 
really thinks that, you know, I want to just explore different things. I want to be something more than just, you know, assistant pigs keeper. And that's kind of something that's relatable to where people are just like, you know, they want more out of life. And then when they get that more out of life, it's just like, maybe I'm in a little bit over my head. And that's kind of one of those things that I actually thought was kind of interesting, but actually was really cool where it's like, maybe this is not exactly the road I really want to go down. And he didn't really give up per se. It was just one of those things where as soon as he realizes the reality of what he wants, it's kind of like, wow, this was not at all what I was expecting. Um, But just to see a live action or even a sequel to this movie uh, and bringing the Horned King, oh my gosh, would that be just the freakiest thing? Because even, like I said, as an animation, this guy basically looked like skin and bones and he just looked like this evil, maniacal person that somebody would not want to mess with at all. And even to this day, I still get freaked out about him. I think, oh my gosh, this is like basically what a villain's supposed to be. It's supposed to be just pure black-heartedness. He's supposed to be one of those guys who's like, you know, take no prisoners, just destroy everything. That's what I really liked about it. But at the same time, it's just like, I think they might have went a little further than I thought that they would have gone. I mean, it's one of the first few times I've ever seen... Uh, movies say, mention the word kill. It's like, oh, well, this is where, you know, the nice fluffy Disney movies just turn into very ghetto. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I would love to see Black Cauldron get like a bit of a reboot and turn into a, either a live action remake, which I think would be awesome, or even just make a sequel. I think that'd be amazing. I don't know. Your thoughts? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it, it's definitely gone it's time you know i i don't think a lot of people know the black cauldron anymore it's one of those that fall through the the cracks because it's been so long and you know it, it wasn't the typical disney movie like you said like it wasn't happy-go-lucky songs let's all sing and be fun it's a little darker and i i think that'd be cool it, it, it's almost set in the same you know like it's like castles and all that kind of cool, like cauldrons. That's like knight stuff and like swords, like the not the katana like swords, but medieval time swords. I, I I do I agree with you, and that's kind of what I was saying with my choice too. It's like people can where where's Disney at? It's like they had the this one, the black cauldron, sword and stone, and then they like left it to rest. I don't know why. They should go back into this time period and really really think it through. I think it has a lot of good ideas. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, well, I would also talk, like, a uh, comment on Sword of the Stone. Can you imagine, like, a live-action uh, Archimedes the Owl? I think that'd be pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, it, would be, that, it would be entertaining, and that's kind of what we watch Disney for, entertainment. We've been talking about in our previous podcast, so, like, Dracula, Frankenstein, all those are kind of public domain. And I was thinking, Disney should get behind this and maybe do... I, I know that they're... Their competitors, DreamWorks, I believe it was, did a Hotel Transylvania, I believe it was called, which was like an old hotel that was for monsters, and you know, it was a really goofy movie, like like Will Ferrell, I'm pretty sure, voiced in it, and there was a bunch of, you know, a mummy, Dracula, and his like daughter wanted to date a, a normal human, and it, it was kind of a goofy movie. Um, and I think if Disney took a hold of these monsters and kind of made it almost not, maybe not like a, a superhero group. It could be kind of like the difference, like a villain group 
that they're trying to do bad. It can still have that humor in it, but, like, if they took a, a hold of these monsters, so bring Frankenstein, let's get the whole crew, Dracula, Wolfman, Mummy, Invisible Man, or whatnot, Swamp Thing, <laughs> um, bring them all together and do some sort of movie. I don't know where it's going to go right now, but I just think that that's another entity that they haven't tapped into is the horror side of bringing these horror classic horror and the fans of classic horror into the Disney cartoon. It could be cartoon. It could be real life. I mean, I know they've done a few Tim Burton, like having Tim Burton do a bunch of stuff with this like horror side. And I think he's supposed to be like the master of Disney horror in quotes, but I don't want him to touch it. I want, <laughs> I want this to be Disney animated or or Disney live action that doesn't involve Tim Burton. And I don't want to see Tim Burton's wife in it. No offense. Love her. I love the, I think her name is Helena or something. And, and I, I love Johnny Depp, but no. Johnny Depp, you're not allowed in it. Stay out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... It's something like that. It's a different look on horror. It can have that comedy that the Hotel Transylvania had, but I want it to be more backed by the classic take of how horror was and just kind of reboot it in a Disney style. And I feel like if any you know big corporation and entertainment right now could do it right and do it to where the fans like it and back it, it would be Disney. So I don't really know where it would be going. If you have an idea of where that could go, please tell me. But I just wanted that theme again. I grabbed a theme, and that's what I'm throwing at them. Yeah, it works out perfectly. Um, For those of you that probably are wondering why there's like a weird little audio skip in between like around the 22-minute marker, uh, apparently what happened was that when I was looking up one of the lists, uh, the Spreaker app actually stopped. It didn't like, you know, delete anything, but it actually apparently stopped. For those of you that missed kind of what we were talking about, uh, she was mentioning that she has a photo shoot coming up. Uh, she mentioned some of the ideas that she had for Disney movies. Uh, so I do apologize to not only you, Tori, but also to the fans that are listening in there wondering, well, why is there like some weird little audio skip between like the 22, 30 second marker or something like that? So. I do apologize for that, and it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want us to, like, restart this whole episode and just have us, you know, repeat everything that we had to say, because there's a lot of stuff that we covered in here. So, again, I do apologize for the technical difficulties. That was my fault. Sometimes whenever I'm watch, I try doing, like, these things where I'll try to, like, play a video clip or something like that while I'm doing this podcast, but what happens is that it stops the Spreaker app. So, unfortunately... Hopefully we didn't lose too much on that, I guess, maybe like two-minute hiatus that we had there. So, um, But before we go any further with the list, i got to actually make a little cheap plug because on Friday, again, two great movies that are actually going to be coming out. The movie Split with the one and only James McAvoy. He will be coming in as a man with multiple personality disorders, and it looks to be one of the most craziest Movies And yes, it may be PG-13, but it looks very good. And also, for those of you that are fans of the Triple X series, it is back. The return of Xander Cage. It looks to be very promising. Samuel Jackson, Mr. Vin Diesel will be coming back. And it looks like it's going to be a damn good movie. Uh, I myself will be going to see Split this Sunday. So you can expect a video review on that. It's looking to be awesome. 
So I just had to give that little cheap plug in there. All right, so from that, we now go on to some of the live-action movies that are actually either rumored or they are near to confirmation to, be, to like I said, being live-action movies. So one of the first ones that, of course, happened on the list was, of course, that's coming out this year, being Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I think we both can agree that's getting a thumbs up by both of us. <laughs> Thumbs up that they did it. Yeah, I'm not giving it a thumbs up till I see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <boy. laughs> I mean, I've heard, I've heard some of the music, so I'm happy that they're doing music. But one of uh, my theater friends actually t- told me about the music. She's like, hey, go on YouTube, check it out. And I was like, why? And she's like, well, I'm not saying that Emma, Wat- is Emma, what? What's Emma Watson? Watson, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is the, I'm sorry, made sure I got her name right. She's like, I, I don't know if she's the best singer because they auto-tuned a lot of it. I'm like, oh, no. And I listened to it. It is quite a bit auto-tuned, but it doesn't sound bad. And then I also heard that Ariana Grande and John Legend are supposed to be doing the end, end theme of, you know, Taylor's Oldest Time, either that or something there. But they're doing the end theme song. And that's another thing that I'm kind of like, ah, I guess. I like John Legend a lot, but and Ariana Grande's voice is beautiful. But I don't know, it just, we'll see, we'll see. I'm, I'm kind of excited about it, but I'm also like, oh, please don't auto-tune and pop this out. I don't want it popped out. I want it beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it's still kind of hard to really, you know, try to remake an already amazing classic as Beauty and the Beast. And make it into a live action sometimes. But casting is great. I think that you know the music is going to be pretty good. Um, as long as they stick to like the same storyline, I think that I'll be completely fine with that. If they try like little tweaks, I'll probably notice it be like, eh, that wasn't in the last movie that you guys did. So I think I'm going to have to give you a little bit of criticism there. But I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree. I don't like when they do the same storyline. Because it's the same movie. I, I don't like watching the same movie. And that's kind of, I think, if you watch the new Pete's Dragon, I think you'll actually like it, because it's a totally different movie. <laughs> like, it's just the same idea of a kid, you know, who has a dragon as a friend, but this time it got, got kind of dark, like, the parents die right away. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if um, that happened in the last one that they had, like, his parents, like, get murdered in front of him, like, in a car accident. No, not, no, they, I no, I think <laughs> how they kicked off was that uh, he was, like, sold, like, child labor to, like, these, uh, the family, the Gogans, and so they're kind of not exactly the most friendly people, they're more abusive than anything, so he kind of ran away from them, that's kind of where it went. I, I'm honestly hoping, and you could spoil this for me, I'm hoping that the song they had from the original movie, uh, Every Little Piece is in there, because that is a classic song that I just love listening to. I, I mentioned it is not. No, okay, you no might have lo- it might have lost my interest, though. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's so many songs that are in those movies where it's just like, you need to have that song in there. Like, it wouldn't be The Jungle Book unless you had you know, either Bare Necessities or Want to Be Like You, those classic movies like that. Um, and, and again, I'm still blown out of the water that Christopher Walken sang that so well. I mean, some of you okay. might say, Oh, he probably had it like auto tuned or something like that. I don't care. 
it sounded awesome, and Christopher Walken actually did a pretty damn good job. So, yeah, he actually was in Auto Tune, from what I heard. Yay! Another reason but, to love um, that movie. But yeah, no, uh, I, I I totally agree, and I've been I think what you're preaching right now is what I've been preaching about stuff all the time. But for some reason, Pete's Dragon to me is uh, it was made what in the fifties or forties, right? Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super super old to the point where you know, like the Jungle Book, I think was in seventies, maybe maybe seventies, seventies might be two. Uh, I, I think Jungle know, Book's older gym. than that. I, th- I think, in all honesty, Jungle Book is older than that, if I remember correctly. But I, 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 um, but yeah, I, I think with me, I'm so glad that Jungle Book had the music. But for some reason, maybe because I'm not that huge of a fan of Pete's Dragon, the original, I'm not. So for me, the new one was just kind of like, oh, bring it into our century, bring it into what, how would this happen now? And it was really basically about a town. Who knows where the town is? I don't know where the town was because it apparently has a forest and a legend of dragons. So I'm like, uh, it sounds like it's maybe in Canada. I'm not for sure. But um, it was, it was just a cool, a cool different take. Um, Passamaquoddy, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> that would be amazing. I have, no, I have no idea where the town could be. They didn't say. They just... Like, put, like, a little sign of the name of the town and then sung, like, a little song about dragons. And then it was like, okay, I guess, I mean, I would I would think it would be in Ireland or something, but they all were American, so. <laughs> like, all, right. all right, I don't know. But no, I mean, on to other things. I, I agree with you for the most part that, that Disney original movies that had songs are usually better remade with the songs. And I do think that Pete's Dragon didn't get that much fandom. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, wasn't was that big of a hit for Disney, the remake. Mm-hmm. So I, it could have been that reason. And I know Cinderella was the same way. Oh, if we didn't do the music, people didn't like it as much as mm-hmm. they liked other things. So I think that's why Beauty and the Beast has the music. Jungle Book had the music. So for the most part, they're better with the music. Yeah. Well, I think a uh, side note for Cinderella, I think the other reason was also not only the music, but... The mice didn't really even do anything. They didn't even talk. They didn't dance. They didn't do nothing. So I think that's kind of things. Was like, oh, so they're just like regular mice. Okay, that just okay. That that kind of just steals everything. And actually, interesting side note on Pete's Dragon. I actually did not even know this. Um, the main uh, female actor, she was actually in uh, Jurassic World, and she actually also was in the. Uh, I think it was the third Spider-Man movie as. Uh, yeah. As Gwen Stacy. I actually did not even know that until I looked it up and I yeah. looked at her uh, filmography where seeing what kind of movies that she was in and I'm thinking, okay, okay. Okay, it's Jurassic World. Of the, wait, she was she was Gwen Stacy? What the? What? Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I had to look back. It's like, son of a gun. She really did look like that. Holy cow. Yeah. She did pretty good in this movie. I'm not going to say it was amazing, but I, I hated her in Jurassic World, so... She almost wants back. We can talk talk crap about Jurassic World for the rest of this podcast, but we're not. Oh, man. We'll we'll, we'll talk a little more about that when the uh, release of Jurassic World 2 comes out, because I know... They're not making a 2, are they? They're apparently going back to what it originally was, like with the Jurassic Park deals, so it's going to be a lot more darker 
than what the original Jurassic World was. So it'll be very interesting to see how well they do that. But anyway, uh, another another movie that they are planning. Uh, actually, I think they set this for December second of next year, two thousand eighteen. Uh, they are doing Mulan, which oh. I I thought you know what I'm okay with that. I think that'd be a great reboot. One thing. No American cast members have to be on here. They have to be either. They have to be all Chinese. Unfortunately, it's just, it's just the way it, way it works. It needs to be that way. You can only go so far with you know, continuing with the American-made characters. But it, when you go into something like Mulan, it has to be the same ethnicity. You can't just throw in like you know, like Chris Pratt as Chang or, uh, you know. <laughs> Emma Robertson as you know Mulan. You can't just do that. You have to keep it within the same same ethnic ethnic. I can't even say the word. Uh, same origin. Yeah, thank you. Um, same ethnic group. There we go. Um, but yeah, I'm totally for the idea. Uh, as far as who would play Mushu? Oh gosh, that'd be very interesting because Eddie Murphy did a pretty damn good job. And honestly, whoever was Mushu in the second one, because it was not Eddie Murphy, it was somebody else. Dude, you, you kind of set the bar pretty low. Eddie Murphy really just went out there and he did just an amazing job. But very interested to see who they have picked out for Mushu. I mean, honestly, I would love to see... Uh, ah, shoot, what's his name? He was in the... Uh, uh, oh, Gary Anthony Williams. There we go. I th- He was in the uh, Ninja Turtles movies too. He was... Uh, B- I think he was either Bebop or Rocksteady. Camera. Oh I, yeah, okay. I know him. I, th- I, I think, think he, I would think he'd make an interesting choice for Mushu. What's that? I think he was the pig one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's. I think that's rock. No, I think that's Bebop. Okay. I don't know what they're called. I just know one's a pig and one's a rhino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that Mulan remake would give me. I would give it a thumbs up. I'm hoping again that they keep just at least couple of songs. I mean, I would love to see, you know, uh, you know, ma- make a man out of you in live action for oh that'd be gosh, amazing. Be <laughs> but no, I totally agree. And I a hundred percent back the fact that if they're not all, you know, of Asian descent, I don't care if they're all Chinese or not. If they're Japanese, Chinese, Korean, I just want it to be of Asian descent at least to kind of hold that, that, you know, uh, authenticity like I hate that I hate when they cast like one huge example huge failure of a movie is Avatar Air, Avatar the last airbender have you seen the live action version of that I have not and I've heard a lot of horrible reviews about it so it's probably not on high on my list you don't have to watch it but I mean Avatar is about you know it's a fake world but it's about like based in China and literally, like, all the actors and actresses are, are like, Caucasian or white of some sort. And I'm like, I was like, what the heck? You cannot do that. And I believe there was one Indian descent, like, from India. But, and I was okay with that because it's still, like, you know, in the Asian realm. Like, India is very close to China. So, sure, one of the, you know, regions could have had that. But... Uh, it was just, people complained, and, and a lot of people didn't like it, and I don't know if it was just for that, like, it, that probably wasn't their only fault, because it wasn't very good in general, 
but it starts with, you know, if you don't know how to cast, you're the, I'm not going to want to go see the movie. Like the basic thing is you can cast somebody who can play that character and who looks like the character. And if you cast a bunch of white people who are supposed to be these crazy samurai Asian warriors, like, all right, screw you. I'm done. I'm not doing it. Not going. I did go, but it was awful. Not good. I would, I would totally back that as long as, like you were saying, as long as they do Asian descent actors. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, this one is one of the ones I think I'm actually going to give a thumbs down on just because there's no way that you could top this. And that being that they are planning a live-action Lion King. Now, hear me out just for a minute. <laughs> the thing is, is that with the live-action Lion King, it could definitely happen... But here's the thing, it's it would be very hard to do because the original Lion King already had the bar set to a high level. It's fun, it's entertaining, and of course, you know, people are waiting to see, I think mainly, if the success of Beauty and the Beast is, you know, I think, I think that's what they're kind of going right now. They're seeing how well Jungle Book did, and I think they're seeing how well Beauty and the Beast does, and then they might actually further continue going into a Lion King live action remake. But I think it's just one of those things where it's like, it's one of those movies, it it doesn't need it. I really don't feel like Lion King needs a remake. And besides that, it's going to be hard to really cast, you know, characters that are just like, you know, those characters. Because James Earl Jones as Mufasa, hard to really go off that. Um, I mean, I guess you could bring back, you know, Cheech Marine to play one of the hyenas. And I'm sure Whoopi Goldberg would be more than willing to do that. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I think it's just past its time. I'm not saying that's one of those movies that's lost its touch. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's still so good that it's past the point of even thinking about doing a live-action remake. And plus, they've already done so many different, like, sequels or trilogies with Lion King. They did, you know, Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Lion King one and a half. They've done uh, what was it? Lion King: Return of Roar or something like that. Some other random movie that I could not be bothered to even care about the name. Um, I just don't feel like they need to remake everything as a live action movie. This is one of those movies where it is kind of. It's just not the best decision. I mean, I mean, it definitely goes in the same realm of Alice in Wonderland. I don't think it needed a remake, but they did it. And look what happened. So that's kind of my main worry, is that it's going to be a remake, and it's going to crash and burn. That's my only concern about doing a live-action Lion King. Um, why? It doesn't make any sense. Lion King doesn't have any humans. What's the point of doing a live-action? <laughs> oh, you're just going to CGI, so it's just a, a better cartoon version. Of the Lion King. That's what it would be called. Like, come see the better cartoon version of the Lion King. Like, no! No, I, I agree. I, I think it's kind of dumb. Because, like you said, it, it was made, in, I believe, in the, like, it was made maybe 20 years ago? That's not a long time. And I don't see them being able to change the story, either. They're, I mean, I bet the Lion King has a, a book. I bet it. they were based it because that's what Disney does. You know, they go off of a good, like, fairy tale type of thing. Um, 
Beauty and the Beast actually has a different story. They have a whole different story. Yeah. A dark story that they can tell. And I, I think they're going to do that. Um, Cinderella 2, they, they kind of did a different kind of take because you can. And Alice in Wonderland, that was totally different. You know, <laughs> it was Tim Burton. So um, that explains that. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you could do with Lion King. I, I, I haven't seen much about it. I've seen a fake trailer that that people like used all these different animated lions to like pretend that there's a Lion King coming out, yeah. which I think is hilarious. I'm like, hey, there's the Narnia lion. Oh, <laughs> Aslan, yeah. That, yeah. Hey, Aslan, there you are. <laughs> oh, you're you're going to start starring Aslan from Narnia. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I love, I love the CGI, the, the, the new graphic look that they can do. And I mean, like, as we saw, the jungle book had amazing animation, but I just don't, I don't get it. So I hope they don't, I don't know what they can do. I just, I hope they don't do it. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to wait and see how well that goes. Um, well, since you already brought him up, I think we might as well get all the ammunition out on the table and get it ready to just fire away. Uh, they are considering doing a live action Dumbo with Tim Burton directing. And the thing about this is that they want to take it into a much more darker approach, which I look at that and I think, how much darker can you get with that movie? I mean, honestly, geez Louise. I mean, they already had ridiculing an elephant just because he's different. The mom going apeshit crazy when they even touch him. Uh, the whole pink elephant deal, which even as a kid, that just freaked me the hell out. And I think to myself, it just, it's one of those things where, again, thumbs down. I do not want to see a live action Dumbo A because I think that the original Dumbo itself is A, already dark, and B, it's still a good movie. So why would you just, again, create something that was already good and decide, hey, let's just rehash this up. Let's just remake this. It's like, it doesn't make sense. And... (laughs) I'll turn this over to you because I'm sure you got quite a bit of ammunition, especially with your good buddy Tim Burton. So, <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't hate everything Tim Burton does. Like, I, I really like Nightmare Before Christmas. I can enjoy Corpse Bride once or twice, maybe in my lifetime, not in a week or anything. But um, I, I, I enjoy that he has his own style that you can always tell it's a Tim Burton film. You're like, oh, this. If, I, if you just played something without any of the credits, I would be able to say, that's a Tim Burton film, <laughs> for sure. Um, which is good. You should have your own style like that. And he puts out some really great things, just as I was saying before, like, I just don't like him touching some of the things that I like. Because <laughs> I don't have that mindset, the creepy, dark, like, hollowed-out eyes type of animation. I don't like that. It just kind of creeps me out. And I don't know what he would do with Dumbo. Again, is it literally called live action Dumbo, or what is it? Like, I I don't understand these your term of live action when they don't have humans. Well, basically, like they said, it's just live action remakes that they're planning. So that's going to be probably more CGI based, I guess. So that makes it looks like it's live action. I think that's kind of their perspective on it, but. So they are calling them live action. Uh, basically, yeah, because it's not animated, but it's not, you know. It, 
I mean, it is animated. CGI is animation, but right. they mean like they're going to have like real sets, like human sets. I, I mean, I guess there are some people in Dumbo. Of course, they throw stuff at Dumbo, and and Dumbo would be. I mean, it's he's a very definitely a creature you have to make with those ears. Yeah. So he for sure had to be all CGI. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about this one. I I, I don't want to give it like a full thumbs down. Because I could see them turning the story a little bit, making it a little more, like like you say, the darker side. I probably personally won't like it that much, but I could see them redoing it and being able to redo it. But again, I hate when they're calling it live action when it doesn't have like a, a person to be that that centerfold right. like of why. Like Jungle Book was live action because Mowgli is a human. <laughs> right. But if there's no human... I don't get why you would even, I mean, yeah, if you can make money off of it, they're going to do it, but I don't get why you would even, like, do that to yourself. Like, let's spend all this money on animation, because it could just easily be all cartoon, but okay. Right. Uh, Well, then, let's move on to one that actually is a bit more, uh, more, you know, human-centered, and that being, uh, actually... I guess because of the success uh, Maleficent, they're actually going in a different direction with this. Uh, they're creating a Cruella de Vil movie, which I guess from what I've read, they want to kind of do like a two sides to every story deal with her. And they've already rumored that Emma Stone would probably be confirmed for that role. First of all, yes, because I would love to see Emma Stone in a villain role. Uh, two, yes, I think she'd be perfect for that kind of, role because I think I could see her having that kind of attitude. Uh, I think that with them trying to do like a two sides to every story deal, I could see more them doing a deal where she, where, you know, she was nice growing up and she had a good, you know, uh, a good heart. And then something kind of corrupted her to doing the things that she did. But I think that if they try to do like a whole deal where, you know, she's actually trying to save the puppies instead of skin them. It's like, I it's not very possible to even try to pass that off as she was the good person in that entire thing. I think that if you have like a bit of more of a brighter backstory and then just like either one thing or two things or something that just kind of stands out where it's just like, you know, where she just kind of snapped and now she wants to be like this, you know, evil villain that I can see. Uh, but if they do like the whole two sided deal, like they did with Maleficent, it's going to probably not, really what's the phrase it's not going to really uh, capture my attention there we go as much as they would think but i don't know your thoughts yeah i could see that i i think i agree with you if they make this story kind of about her growing up and what turned her evil it would be very interesting and by evil i mean it's she's not necessarily evil in quotes but she's just a puppy killer <laughs> they're like oh I, I actually just recently watched something that killed a puppy and I was like oh my gosh I can't do it I can't do it puppies are too cute <laughs> um, but no I think that would be really cool and I also think Emma Stone could do a really good job again it, it, as long as it's totally focused on Cruella DeVille and not really about the Dalmatians the whole time because they've already done that live action and 
I mean, it was all right. I don't know. I don't know how much you like the 101 Dalmatian, 102 Dalmatian, however many they've done, but... I think that uh, Glenn Close did just a phenomenal job as Cruella DeVille. I will say that. I just yeah. think that... Uh, I, th- I think the first one was good, but then when they did 102, that was where it's like, okay, Glenn Close is the only reason why I'm watching this movie now. It just... <laughs> the story was dumb. The other characters were just not very supportive or they were just not really capturing my attention they just did not make me you know want to go back and say oh i want to see this movie because you know the dogs were funny or this person had a funny line or just blah 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 blah. no for me it's just you know it's because of glenn close she did a phenomenal job as Cruella deville and maybe too good of a job where she just oh my gosh i think that that's the only role now that i can actually see her playing anymore I, th- I think that she also played one other role if i'm not mistaken i thought guardians she did a good job oh that's right i for, for some reason i was thinking firefly but then it's like no that she wasn't in firefly what was that movie guardians that's right okay a lot of good things she's a she's a really good actress i like her but no she she was perfect for corella deville that creepiness was, was she spot on so that's the only reason why i'm like if they do a corella deville movie and they have emma stone who's a more younger version i would say so hopefully we'd see her like growing up in the in the fashion world yada yada but i don't know it it wouldn't be something that i was like i'd be like oh my gosh finally i would kind of be like "Eh, i guess if it gets on Redbox, i'll rent it for a (laughs) dollar Well, these next set of movies, I'm actually going to tie in together because they basically go hand in hand. Uh, they want to do a live action Peter Pan, but they also want to do a bit of a live action uh, Tinkerbell movie, which they entitle, ironically, Tink. Uh, the reason why I wanted to tie this in because here's the thing: in the Tink movie, they actually have rumored that uh, Reese Witherspoon would probably play the role of Tinkerbell. I think the only way that you can make that work and the live action Peter Pan work is if you continue to have uh, Reese Witherspoon playing for both of those movies. Because if you have either like a CGI animation in the Peter Pan one, then you just have Reese Witherspoon in the Tink one, it just doesn't feel right. It just feels kind of iffy. It feels kind of awkward. It just doesn't really feel like, you know, they're even trying. I think that, you know, if, you know, in that movie where, in the Peter Pan movie, if you don't want to have Reese Witherspoon's talk, fine. I'm sure some people would actually applaud that. There's some people that probably are not big fans of Reese Witherspoon, so they're thinking like, oh, a movie where she doesn't talk. Totally okay with that. And then if they want to see her, listen to her talk, they can go see you know, the Tink movie. Uh, I know that they've done, oh my gosh, Hollywood has done so many different Peter Pan spinoffs or series or stuff like that. It's just insane that they've made so many ones. They've done... Uh, well, I think the last successful... No, that wasn't Disney, even. I thought Hook was uh, maybe a part of Disney with uh, Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman, but I'm thinking, no, I don't think that one was Disney. Disney either. Um, and I was I actually just was looking at, because I know the 2003 Peter Pan, and I don't think that wasn't Disney either, so that would explain that. I was mm. wondering, I'm like, didn't they just do a live-action Peter Pan? <laughs> By just, I mean in 2003. Which 2000... If, if I see a 2000 type of thing in front of my movie besides a 1990-something or 19-something, I, I almost feel it's too soon. Yeah. But 
I guess since it wasn't Disney, they could probably do some things. I thought the kid who was cast as Peter Pan for this that 2003 one, I think they just tried to go off of the looks. Like, if you were, when I was in 2003, like, I was young like that, so I was like, oh, he's cute. But, uh, <laughs> And, I mean, the villain Hook, they did really good. He's a common villain. I forget what the actor's name is, but uh, the actor for Peter was just awful. It, it was He wasn't a good actor. So it, it, they do that quite a bit. When it's not Disney, they get somebody who, who looks the part but just can't deliver at all. So I think that movie fell flat because of that. And the Wendy girl was real annoying. She had really big, like, English really big front teeth to the point where you're like <laughs> wow your teeth hit me in the eye it hurt <laughs> great job but, um, British dentistry you've done it again <laughs> come on English people aka myself um, but yeah I don't know I guess I enjoy the story of Peter Pan I like it I enjoyed all the songs that came out in 2016 about Peter Pan I, I thought they were all great um so, I, I, I could be behind it, but it's just, yeah, I've been there, done that. I, I'm not going to jump out of my pants for this movie, but... Right. Um, well, we, well, there was one on there, uh, Little Mermaid. We kind of discussed that a little bit when we talked about the Disney remakes back last year. So, we'll kind of skip that one. We'll end off uh, with a very interesting one, but one that I think that needs a little more uh, justice because, geez always when they brought in... Uh, the movie Geppetto, I thought, huh, great. And now i got another thing to associate uh, Drew Carey with, and that's a horrible movie. Uh, that being Pinocchio, being a possible live-action reboot. Honestly, like I said, it needs, I think it needs a little bit of justice. After all the remakes they've made, all the different, uh, different movies that they've all created with either CGI animation or some random puppeteering deal, I think it needs... One, one reboot to hopefully give us something good that we could think about with Pinocchio. I mean, great movie. Uh, thankfully, there's not too many songs where it's just like, you know, you got to have this song in here. I think it's one of those things where if they didn't have a song, could probably get away with it. Um, but I'm not, you know, holding my breath saying, you know, if they don't put it the song in there, I'm going to complain. If they put a couple songs in there, totally okay with it. But as long as they, of course, you know, keep Pinocchio the same, don't make him like this rebellious kid like they did in Geppetto, that was just kind of weird uh, they, they definitely need to put, incorporate Jiminy Cricket because he's awesome and well, honestly if they put in Jiminy Cricket and he ends the movie with him saying you know when you wish upon a star, that's fine I'd be totally fine with that just to see him sing that and as long as they actually have somebody who can sing then I'd be totally okay with that but I don't know. Your thoughts on possible live-action Pinocchio? Yeah, again, been there, done that. I feel like I've seen it so many times. And I don't know. I I agree. I think it's a classic Disney, and it's more classic, I feel, because of Jimmy Cricket is, was a big, you know, like, thing for Disney. Like, he's in a lot of, you know, like, the Christmas specials and all that stuff. Um yeah, I guess. I mean, again, not too excited. But like you said, the the music in that is like super old. So I think 
like you said, if it's when I wish, when you wish upon a star, I could see that one. But otherwise, the music is almost too old for me. Like, uh, I don't want to hear the the squeaking, the sweet squeaky singing voices that was in Pinocchio. Kind of like I was like, ah, I can't listen anymore. Um, but yeah. I guess they could do it if they want to try again. But <laughs> it just—I think people get annoyed with that. Like, hey, we've seen this. Like you said, like there's been like three or four other Pinocchio movies that they've been they've tried to do, and maybe it's not all Disney, but it's still the same concept, and it's still the same. Like, eh, been there, done that. Not excited. Yeah. So basically, what are you going to be taking out of this? Listening to this podcast, leave this stuff to Disney. Just please don't eat. For those of you that are Hollywood directors and looking for something to do, don't don't try to pawn off of Disney because you're going to fail immensely. And even Disney's had some things that fall flat, but at least they're profitable. At least they're memorable. With what everybody else does, it's just kind of, huh, makes me regret a lot of decisions, like spending seven dollars just to see this movie. Great. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think there's good movies that aren't all Disney. I, I no, no, Disney. No, I'm I like Disney. No, I'm, but I'm, I don't want to ever <laughs> stuff a, cre- a creative mind. No, go out there, try. And if you have billions and billions of dollars like Disney Corporation does, you're most likely going to succeed. If you have $2, I hope you're really freaking talented. <laughs> that's, so I think that's more of the... The out versus Disney is uh, Disney almost rules the entertainment. You know, it's, it's up there. It's ABC, Disney, Marvel. It's gotten a lot, and it has more money than a lot of people in the world. So, well, I, well, <laughs> that's on them. That's a bad business business deal if they suck. So well, they're not going to suck because they're smart. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying you know don't see anything that's not Disney related. No, no, no. I'm just saying don't take a timeless classic and try to make it something, you know, quote-unquote edgier or something more darker or something like that without really getting a full grasp of, you know, what you're getting yourself into. I'm not saying, you know, oh, don't ever watch anything that's not, you know, Disney marked. No, 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 no. There, I'm admitting there are great movies out there that are not Disney-related, but it's just when somebody tries to, you know, pawn off of, you know, Disney's success by saying, you know, oh, let's just focus on this character. Let's just do this. Let's, you know oh, they haven't done this movie? Let's just take that and just, you know, make it into our own. That's what I'm kind of saying. I'm not saying, you know, don't see other movies that are not incorporated by Disney. That's not at all I'm saying. No, no, no. I mean, Sony's had some hits, but, you know, they haven't had a hit since The Walkman, sadly. Who? Uh, Sony. <laughs> Sony Pictures. Yeah, well, I mean, they did decent on the X-Men, so... Decent is not as good as good, and of course you, we could bring up Deadpool. But then again, we've already talked a lot about Deadpool, and he's amazing. <laughs> exactly. All right, so that is going to wrap it up for this edition of Change the F Up. Of course, guys, next week we will be starting our Oscar-themed episodes, so be sure to look out for that. Next week we're actually going to be discussing. I'm actually going to post a link on our page, Evolve Productions 316, of what we're basing our guesses on because we're going to actually come up with five different movies that are listed as Oscar nominated not Oscar winning but Oscar nominated that we feel definitely deserved that Oscar win so there will be a list of like 100 movies something like that but before we go 
Tori, do you have any events coming up for the month of January, maybe February? Uh, no, January, next weekend, again, I'm doing the charity for CASA, which is, you know, a, an organization in the Rockford area, and CASA's, I believe, nationwide, but it helps represent kids in court, so when kids go through the unthinkable of possibly having a sexual abusive, you know, parent or something like that, um, CASA gets up there to kind of talk to them and help give kids a voice so I'm doing a charity event for them in, in Rockford again at the same uh, Rockford location of Top Cut Comics where there's just going to be a bunch of you know nerdy gamers that are coming out to support these kids who need a voice so that's basically the only event I'm doing as of right now but yeah I mean I'm reading for a new movie and we're filming in St. Louis still like I said I, I don't know the date of when City of Angels is coming out because we're still filming so it's, it's hard to get you know these people all wrangled down to all film at the same time so <laughs> well I actually wasn't even going to bring that up I'm thinking you know what she'll bring it up when it's completed when yeah. it's like oh yes we finally get the date we're ready to let go you, let's I'll, do it I'll let you know <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I do believe that you are still filming the uh, Dedersons season two. I believe yeah. you're on episode. I, I believe from what Edgar mentioned, you are doing uh, episode twelve airing uh, very soon. Yeah, episode twelve of the Dedersons season one will be airing in the Kenosha, Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. Um, I believe Friday is the last time, and that's the season finale of season one. We just filmed that. I'll have my Ace Freely look from Kiss on there. Not <laughs> yesterday, and it was too too late in the night to take the makeup off. It was like, uh, if we take the makeup off, we're going to just, it, we're not going to film it. So we had to film it with the makeup on. It's pretty funny, but it, it should be a good episode. We were we were all rocking out, having a good time, and then filmed the Duddersons right after it, still having a good time. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this edition. Of course, you can always find us on Twitter, uh, Spencer Hart at Spencer Hart TSC, Max Beatty at uh, Agent Cooper 1989. You can also check out my co-host. Definitely check her out on her Twitter at Victory Clark 04. Uh, give her a like on Facebook, Victory Bell. Uh, give her also a good look at on her. Uh, fan page, victorybell.com, where you can check out events as well as photos that she has up there exclusively. It is awesome. Uh, also, check her out on Dedeker's Dark Coffee Classics, uh, Dedersons, like I mentioned before. Uh, give also a good uh, look at uh, Smart Money Podcast. That's Smart Money, as well as uh, Chris Lockman and AJ Jensen uh, at KLOCK7, as well as Agents81. And if you have the time and you're not too winded, be sure to give me a follow on Twitter at NateFNGreat. This has indeed been Change the F Up, and we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.